Hi guys, welcome to Africa. It's episode number twenty-seven. Oh, no, twenty-seven. 27. 27. <laughs> uh, I'm here as always with my lovely co-host. Hello, everyone. That was the sound um, of me getting an email. <laughs> so popular. What's the email about? Do you know? Are yeah. you allowed to know what the email is about? Oh, I closed my email. I'll look. <laughs> um. Oh, it's for work. Uh, it cool. is, it's boring. Don't worry about it. <laughs> It was just I sent someone something and they just responded thank you. So that's all it was. Someone said thank you. Sweet. So really interesting Um, stuff going on in my life. How are you? (laughs) It's been over a week. Yes. Right since we recorded because we recorded last week early because we were responsible podcast. Yes, we did. We recorded last Tuesday and it is now next Thursday. Yes. So, Have you watched anything outside of today's movie in that time frame? Or um, all I watch is Big Brother, and then my mom has started getting into Love Island. So now we watch Love Island. Um, it's on every night of the week, and we watch it every night of the week. I think Kelsey was telling me about that show, but give me a, what is it? What's it about again? Is it's, it? It's like a group of singles. Um, yeah. get together on an island <laughs> to mm. find love but it's kind of like big brother where they have they're like all living in this house together this villa right. together and mm-hmm. they have to pair up it's like it's like the bachelor kind of right. but it's like a bunch of people isn't there like a twist to it like um they get texts and then they have to compete in competitions but it's like not really worth it's anything the same thing yeah, it's just like they're trapped on an island together, and there's like drama because they have to like choose to pair up with people, and then like mm-hmm. at the end of so much time, when everyone pairs up, they like introduce new people as it goes. So like it's a group um, of singles, and then like as people start to couple up, and people who aren't coupled up leave the island, they add new people, and then they all cheat on each other, and so it <laughs> yeah, and so it becomes like super dramatic and like I didn't take my boyfriend, and it's really funny. Um, and this week, they added 10 new people in one week. Yeah. Five girls and five guys. And then they separated the current couples because they had five groups, that five people that were, sorry, five couples that were coupled up. So they took all yeah. the girls to one villa and took all the boys to a new villa, put five new girls in the villa with the boys and five new boys in the villa with the girls and aren't letting them see each other for four days <laughs> and seeing what happens. It's like a social experiment. It's so funny. Dude, that's horrible. It's awesome. Oh my god. <laughs> it's so good. And they get so mad, but then they're like, I hope that they're being faithful to me. And the guy that said that told her the week before, he like asked her to be his girlfriend. Then he went, actually, never mind. I'm not ready for that. So he specifically told her that he doesn't want them to be together. And now she's like with this other guy and he's pissed and it's hilarious. <laughs> he's, it's just stupid. <laughs> So this is a guilty pleasure show? Oh, yeah, it's totally dumb. It's not like, like, I think there's actually, like, like, I think Big Brother's, like, interesting and has, like, with the competitions Mm -hmm. and stuff, it requires skill, Um, you know, and, like, following it and stuff, and it's, like, actually, like, a game, you know? I think the only reality show that we ever watched as a family was, like, The Biggest Loser. You watched Hoarders at our house. Well, no, I meant like as a like our family. Oh, we watched like, we a lot. Watch, we did watch Hoarders <laughs> at your 
your house they did that happened yeah we watch horror <laughs> I felt so bad because they kept making fun of it and then maggie's like all serious about it I'm, <laughs> I like, I'm sorry but this is just too ridiculous it's so for funny me. it's so funny the only part about hoarders that i mean it's some of it's sad i think it's funny when they get like weirdly angry but like i know it's all because they're like very mentally sick but the part that like makes me cry is when i see flat cats <laughs> yeah it's so sad (laughs) and i'm like oh my god and the one guy he had like 25 different rats that he adopted because he had two pet rats when he first moved into this place and they were like domesticated right and then they bred and they had kids and then they bred and they had kids and so he had 25 rats living in his house but they were all domesticated rats and so they were all his pets and they would sleep on him at night for a warmth and that's what he used instead of a blanket I cannot put into words how horrible that sounds. Yeah, it's sad. It's really sad because also, like, rat droppings everywhere. And, like... I I feel like a rat would make an awful pet to begin with. Um, rats are okay. I mean, like, I think you should get them in pairs. It's better for them. But, like, not 25... (laughs) And the, but the saddest part about it was that that particular guy, he, the only reason he was on hoarders is because he was getting evicted from his house. And so they needed to clean up his house because the rats were living in the walls. And so he needed, they needed to basically gut and try and salvage his house so that he could have enough money to find a new house and wouldn't be homeless. Um, and they, they didn't end up being able to do it because the rats had eaten away at all the electrical wires and, like, the insulation and stuff. There was just no way to, to fix the house. It would have been cheaper th- for them to just bulldoze it and make a new house. So it was really sad because the guy also, um, sometimes the hoarders won't get rid of their stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, they won't what get past the hoarding. Like storage units or what? Yeah, usually, well, no, then they just, they, they like, can't, either either they move past it enough because they bring in a therapist and someone to clean the house every time so sometimes they'll work with a therapist sometimes they won't they won't cooperate and so um this man didn't start cooperating until the very end and so Mm -hmm. they didn't have enough time and so he ended up having to be homeless anyway and i think they just had to have him move into someone's house with them i don't remember what happened but that's just kind of how it ended it was really sad (laughs) so you're like oh we're running out of film uh good luck <laughs> yeah because they only get so many days to be there you know because they yeah. have to pay for like well, yeah, all these crews to come it, in from, and... like a technical standpoint but that's like just sounds horrible yeah like, you have three days to get your life on all right life and straight. what we always like me making my blue watch it we're like this is in no way like a real representation of something you should do if you are a hoarder or if you know a hoarder yeah, and a way to fix them healthy. it's like it's obviously meant for tv you know there's no like I mean, I'm sure it helps a little bit, but what they do is they just come in, you gut through your stuff, and then they leave. And, like, they don't continue with, you know, they recommend therapy for them to continue doing, but once the cameras are gone, there's no guarantee they're going to do that. So do they actually, do right. they, does it just and give like, them a blank slate to start over? They don't have the money to pay for it themselves. Right, and there was this one woman, it was so sad, because she was, like, I think you might have been there. She Did you see the one where she was, like, pooping in milk cartons? I think you told me about that one. Yeah, because it was, like, very obvious that she was a little bit delayed, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was, and, like, no one was there taking care of her. And so they just, like, 
let her live like that and she like wasn't capable of taking care of herself it was just so sad and because of the state of her like shitting in bottles and leaving it around her house it like created like black mold and so she was like gonna have to go to the hospital it was just like it pissed me off to know and i was like um and her sister was like i had no idea it was this bad and i was like have you never been in her house to see like you obviously have no connection with her to you know right your mentally impaired like, sister why are you in charge right and i was just like seriously like that makes me like boils my blood i'm like Dude, I, you let her live like that i was getting concerned that my in my, my shower is like gonna like mold out my ceiling because of like steam yeah you know what i mean yeah and this lady is literally creating black mold yeah out of her asshole <laughs> and no one is doing anything about it it's just sad you know it's like because what it was the part that really pissed me off was that um she had been living there it was these two girls the sister mm. that was a little bit um mentally delayed and then the other one and the one that was delayed was the one who was um living in this house as a hoarder and the reason she was a hoarder was because she lived there with her mother before her mother passed away and her mother was a hoarder and so her mother was the one taking care of her and teaching her to hoard and then when she died, she didn't know any any what to do other than shit in a bottle. And her sister just let her live like that for, like, five years after their mother died. So she let her mother and her sister live in a state like that. And then when her mother died, she still didn't take responsibility and go into that fucking house. And I, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, how do you let it get to that point? You know, you really must not give two shits. I, I don't It's know. like neglect. <laughs> I, what is... There's, like, a like an actual illness that goes with these people right yeah hoarding well okay and that's the other thing is that like some episodes are different than others um mm -hmm. because hoarding just based on me watching it i have no knowledge whatsoever and i don't know if or i'm assuming hoarders is probably not the best representation of hoarding right that's right. that's a very fair assumption <laughs> i'm just gonna put that out there just before i yeah. start talking about what i've noticed from the show right mm -hmm. is that there are in the show are typically two different reasons they can be hoarders um okay. one of them is usually some sort of trauma um mm -hmm. that makes them like like one woman her husband died and then she was never able to like like, she was never able to move on from it, so she couldn't throw away any of his stuff, and then she just started hoarding. Um, and it's like a security... Excuse me. It's like a security blanket for them. Almost, right. where it's like... Like, not having changed, not... You know, so it's like when people go through this trauma, it's like a coping mechanism they develop. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then... I don't know. And then some of them, it's like... Like, the girl I was just talking about, where, like, she like sometimes it's like a different type of disability or disease that um they like physically cannot take care of, like take care of themselves you know and then they've just been neglected that's so sad i know it's awful both of them are awful it's really hard to watch um and then is some it, of them they never get to the root of it so i don't know <laughs> is it ever because like the people are just lazy no or no i wouldn't say so i which is the saddest part right like because yeah. I feel like when we think of hoarders, we, like, think about it like that, you know? But it's usually, right. like, people, 
it's it's usually like what most people do where we have like stuff that's sentimental we don't want to get rid of it you know but or like this one woman um her hoarding was less about keeping the the objects themselves and more about she would she's like crazy for getting a good deal like mm-hmm. she was like obsessed with getting a good deal so she would go to like garage sales and if she could like get them to go down on a price or something she would buy it even if it was something that she didn't need yeah and she would just like justify it in some way so like for her it wasn't about like having the objects as a sense of security and like a lack of change it was like the activity of getting the objects almost if that makes sense right so yeah that's my knowledge of hoarders i don't know how we got here (laughs) i really don't (laughs) uh big reality tv yeah yeah okay Yeah. yeah yeah Uh, speaking of reality TV, the Kardashians, um, announced that their last season is going to be in 2021. This upcoming season is the last season. Why, why did they make that announcement? Uh, they don't want to do it anymore and they got a well, lot of I money. Mean, like, I don't is know. There any, like a reason or? No, I think they just said they decided not to keep doing it that they, <laughs> I mean, truthfully, they have a lot of money. They don't really need to do it anymore. And I'm right, sure that having like, a camera following like... around is a little exhausting oh yeah i don't i really don't think they need it i don't it's i feel like there's a level of rich where you get to the point that you don't even realize you have an income you know you know bottomless right it's a in between them and like i don't know and if i were them i think probably part of yeah right (laughs) like if they can all wear yeezys every day as like leisure they probably don't need an income you know, and, and they were wealthy before, you know, they were, right. they were a wealthier family before the, the sex tape. So, so what, what season number would that be? It's like you know? 22, I think. Oh, shit. Or 21. Really? Yeah. They, yeah. Okay. So they're, they're fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I mean, it, it's not like it's been on for 22 years. It's because of the amount of off seasons and stuff like they had, like, um, like the one me and Maggie were watching when we were last in college was Courtney and Chloe take Miami, and then they did so they did like seasons and then in the summer they would have a season. So for like six or seven years they did that. So every season had like an off season season, and then okay. they had spinoffs. So, and they still have spinoffs. Like Kylie Kylie Jenner has her own one right now that just started on Hulu. So, and then there's I and Kate, huh? Are you watching it? No, I'm waiting. So Maggie and I are trying to watch them all in all in um chronological order mm-hmm. which is a How's struggle it's a struggle because hulu has every season but they only have like the normal seasons which is there's only like 14 i think of those so do you have 15. to like go online and find like the box set vhs yes tape that that's exactly what we're doing um okay. the chloe and courtney take miami i found for two dollars at a used dvd store here in green bay and then but then there's a normal season after that, and then it's Chloe and Courtney Take Miami season two, and I only have season one, and they're really, uh, really fucking expensive and hard to find, so I don't know what to do, because there's so uh, many of them. <laughs> when, when is, I, I know it's, it's on October, right, your birthday? Mm-hmm, October 6th. You tell me what season you're on, I'll get you that for your birthday. No, it's okay. <laughs> I haven't given you your present yet, it's sitting on my desk. I almost well, bought you, you another you present. A good reason to. I can just order this to go to your house. <laughs> I could have ordered that to go to your house, and I did not. That's, so. <laughs> that's true. 
We'll have to yeah. exchange a flip flop between whatever you got. That'd me be, and I, yeah, Chloe that's funny. And Courtney take Miami DVD box set. <laughs> if you had to pick a favorite Kardashian based off of your very little knowledge, does Kanye count or no? Um. Well, he's he's a West. He's not a Kardashian because Kim is Kardashian okay. West. So he doesn't have Kardashian in his name though. Okay. Um. So do you want me to list them for oh, you? Okay. Or... So there's Kim. Yeah. There's Chloe. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. It starts with a K. <laughs> What's that? It starts with there's a K. One. Kendall. Yep, that's one. Yeah. That's a Jenner, but she's a Kardashian, so. Kylie, then, yeah. mm-hmm. if you're doing that. Yep. Uh, you're missing two actual Kardashians and the mom. I know Bruce or Bruce Jenner. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't even like the same thing any anymore. Yeah, so. Caitlyn. Yep. Caitlyn. With with a C. With a C. I I can't I I don't know. Um, really you're don't. missing the oldest sister, and the brother, and the mom. What are their names? Chris is the mom. Okay. Courtney is the oldest sister. Yeah. Okay. And Robert is the brother. Okay, I would never have gotten Robert. Well, that's their dad's <laughs> name is Robert Kardashian. He was the. Okay. He was um, a I don't know. I'll just, I I don't know <laughs> enough about their individual personalities because they, they they all kind of blend together to me. I could tell so, you exactly if you asked me right. I could tell you. <laughs> Um, I don't know if that's good. I'll go with, I'll go with uh, North. North? Okay. Yeah, Kanye's kid. Yeah, you know how many kids? You know there's more than one, right? What do you mean? They have five kids. What, do you, what are you talking about? Kanye like, and Kim. Kanye. They have five kids? Yeah. What? Yeah. I'll look it up. No way. Yeah, I don't know if it's four or five, but they, they have at least two girls and two boys, but I don't remember. No, they do yeah. not. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. They all have kids. <laughs> all of them have kids except for Kendall and Robert. Okay. So okay. What, Ky- are the, what are the kids' names? Kylie has a daughter named Stormy. Yeah. Chloe has a daughter, but I. T- Wait. So these aren't these aren't just Kanye and Kim's kids. No, but they have four or five of themselves. I want. I just want to I've, know those two. Okay. I want to know those two okay. kids. North Chicago. Um, Psalm and Saint. Dude, I I didn't know any of those last three. So they have four. I don't know why. I, knew, I don't know why. Yep. Did North? I feel like I know North just because of the memes of Northwest Airlines. Shut up. <laughs> That's probably the only reason. <laughs> yeah. That's there's... how little man I am. Oh my god. Okay. Um. Yeah. I'll go with North. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. What was your favorite? I don't, I don't um, know anything. My favorite of the sisters, like the Kardashian sisters, is Chloe. Okay. Um, and then Courtney, and then Kim. My favorite of the Jenners is Kendall. Um, okay. Robert doesn't count for me. <laughs> Poor Robert. Um, okay. And then, yeah, I don't know. So Kendall and Chloe are my favorites cool out of the out of the kids my favorite kid is mason um which is courtney's son and he's the oldest kid so only because i feel bad for him 
Why? Because Scott Disick is a jackass, and Mason's the oldest one, and so I feel like he gets a lot of shit. And also his haircut. So. Which Bryce is not that different from yours. He just parts it on the side and lets it fringe in front. What's so, his name? Uh, Mason Disick. Mason. No, wait. That's not right. Disick? Disick with a D. Yeah. No, I, I almost looked at a football player. I was like, wait, that's <laughs> not what Carly, I cannot, that is nothing like my hair. <laughs> <laughs> I meant literally in length, but the fact that, is his middle name Dash? Yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I love this kid, dude. He's such a cutie. Uh, Feels so yeah. bad for him. Okay. Um. Yeah. Let's. How about we move off the Kardashian? Here, I'll go ahead and I'll start. So, Bryce, okay. what else did you watch this week? Okay, we're still going. Okay. Um, I watched the new Christopher Nolan movie Tenant. Very cool. Was it good? I've heard a lot of things. I was. I was very disappointed. Oh, it. really? But Robert's yeah. in it. I know Robert was actually one of the best parts of good. it. Good. Okay. So. That's all I care about. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, the the characters, I could not tell you any of their names. I couldn't tell you a single character trait about them. Oof, that's bad. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, it was just, the only reason the characters were there, in my opinion, were just so that Christopher Nolan could do, like, his, like, stunts and, like, big uh, spectacle things. Because, like, the stunts can't happen without people there, so they need, like, the people. So that's the only reason that there's characters in the movie. I think I sent you a TikTok about that. Can't an airplane into a building, you know? Yeah, yeah. So. Without killing Robert. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I think I sent you a TikTok, and it was, like, a girl, and she was like, what was Tenet about again? And, like, all she could think of was Robert, because <laughs> this is the only guy. Funny. So that's basically what I heard was exactly what you just said. So <laughs> yeah, I watched uh, Tenet and uh, Heather's uh, for the first time. Heather's like Cuff- from the eighties. Yeah, oh, that's such a good movie, dude. Yeah, um, it was it was interesting. I, yeah, yeah. I was expecting uh, like something similar to Hairspray, but like a oh. darker tone on it. Like it just like this, <laughs> like a musical. Well, okay, now, like, I mean, yeah. Really? I, think, I mean, there is a okay, musical of Heather's, expe- I don't but... Know if I was expecting the music. I think Kelsey told me that it wasn't a musical. But I was expecting something, like, that was just really self-aware, which is why I love Hairspray, because it's so self-aware. That's what makes it so funny. Um, and then part of it is, but it's not to the extent that that Hairspray is. Yeah, it's not, like, a comedy. It's, like, a dark comedy. Yeah. But it's more... I don't know. It's kind of self-aware. I mean, I like all I can think about is when the when I I love Heather's and when the dad mm-hmm. is over the casket and he's like, yeah. "I love my dead gay son." <laughs> That's self-aware, okay? Yeah. You know. Right, but like it's not it's not anywhere as Christian self-aware Slater. to the extent that hairspray is. No, yeah, I wouldn't compare them. Um. <laughs> yeah, so that that's I what that I happened for you. going into it. Um. But, you know, I enjoyed it for what it was. 
So glad. I yeah, think it's and a then good I watched movie. this week's movie. Which is? Walk the Line, starring Joaquin Phoenix and Reese Witherspoon. Ugh, what a pairing. Ah, I love them. A pairing made from heaven. I love Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> There's so many milfs in this episode. I know I talk about it like every episode. Uh, I don't know about that. Reese Witherspoon and Kourtney Kardashian. Oh, oh, I thought you were talking about it just in the movie. Was, oh, no. There's yeah. two, maybe? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I, I don't know where you're pulling a lot, but... Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix is such a milf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. No. <laughs> I mean, we, we talked about every single Kardashian and all of them except for Kendall and Robert. <laughs> And I guess Caitlyn, our milfs. And Joaquin. Well, Joaquin Kardashian. Yeah. Yeah, he's not a milf. I don't know, actually, maybe. Maybe. So, um, one thing before we start talking about this movie, I want to say, is a happy birthday to Mr. Adam Sandler. Um, <laughs> belated. And I just wanted to ask you if you saw David Spade's Facebook post. <laughs> I did not see it. He just posted a picture. It's like him and Adam, but he cropped Adam's face off to like here. And then it's just him. And it says, happy birthday, Adam. Oh, it's just like his cheekbones? It's just, no, yeah. And then and the rest is just David Spade. Like, <laughs> it's so funny. It's oh just a picture of him. <laughs> it's so funny. I laughed so hard. Last night I was doing work at like eight and my dad came to my room and he went, did you see this? I was like, that's so funny. <laughs> So, I'm that's all. I just wanted to share so that. David Spade. Ooh. Oh my god, that is so fun. <laughs> it's like their most recent picture together from the do-over of all movies. And then, like, it's half of his nose. <laughs> that's so funny. I love him, dude. That's so good. <laughs> Oh man, okay. Uh, really off topic, but <laughs> it's never <laughs> off topic. Format of the show, we talk about the genres more than the movie, so yeah, that's right. Well, now you got a little title thing for you. There you go. Uh, um, finally, <laughs> it's a uh, God's birthday and the Kardashians and Walk the Line. There you go. Thank there you, go. Carly. You're welcome. All right. <laughs> Walk the line. Are you going to read the synopsis? I sure am. Are you ready for it? I am so ready. All right. <clears throat> the rise of country music legend Johnny Cash, Walking Phoenix, begins Thank with you. his days as a boy growing up on the family farm, where his struggles under the scorn of his father, Robert Patrick. Mm -hmm. That it was in the period there. As the years <laughs> passed, Cash ends up in Memphis, Tennessee. With his wife, Vivian, which is Jennifer Gersh, good, good wind, good wind. <laughs> and breaks into the music scene after finding his trademark sound. While on tour, Cash meets the love of his life, singer June Carter, Reese Witherspoon, a MILF. But Cash's volatile lifestyle threatens to keep them apart. What? Yeah. I should just Who make a compilation of all you've of those. I've been recommending this movie for a few weeks now. Yeah, so... I really like it. <laughs> and I yeah. get the feeling that you don't feel the same way, but that's all right. 
No, okay. I, I enjoyed it. Okay. Um, I just know already that I did, didn't like it as much to the extent that you probably do. Yeah, but I I like the music a lot. Like, my yeah. grandparents used to listen to Johnny Cash a lot, so, like, I recognize a lot of the music. And I am in right. love with Reese Witherspoon. That's fun. So... Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't I love like, it. I think it's really good. Bohemian Rhapsody for the first time in the theater. Like I, a lot of it was like, oh wow, I love this song, and yeah. it immediately distracted me about how much the rest of the movie really isn't the greatest. Yeah, but I don't know. I I feel like that's a. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's hard to make a good movie out of something that's real, you know, and like make it still seem mm-hmm. legit and not like a like fake, you know. Um, so right. I think it's, it, it's hard to make a movie like that. And the other thing I think is that like the reason I like these movies so much is cause I think it's really interesting, like watching them try and transform the actors into like this actual living person, you know, yeah. and like match the perception of that person that everyone watching the movie will know as well as what they're trying to portray them as and how they were in like their own personal life. Um, yeah. And I think basically what I'm trying to say is I think that's all a really hard task. Um, and I think that's why like Bohemian Rhapsody and this movie are like more celebrated, if that makes sense. And maybe aren't as good movies, but for what they're trying to accomplish, I think they're fairly successful. Yeah. And I, I will say that I prefer this one a lot compared to Bohemian. Um, because I this one... Uh, has the advantage that because Bohemian Rhapsody was produced by um, Roger May and Brian Taylor. No, yep. Ro- Roger. Ro- no, did I get that backwards? No, no, Brian you, I May think... and Roger. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's produced by them. So it made and like usually when that happens, movies like this have the problem. Um, this movie was produced by his except son, Freddie Mercury. Like perfect people mm-hmm. that have no flaws oh, I see what you're saying. when they yeah. were probably just as bad in like the actions like drugs and you know like leaving queen to sign their own record deals and stuff like that yeah um, and make freddie mercury out to be kind of a bad guy yeah i um, think where this one i liked because uh it's short like the credits that it had was that it was um based off of the autobiography written by Johnny Cash himself. Yeah. And then the story elements to make it a little more cinematic were written by like the director, right. James Mangold, along with another co-writer. His son. So, Johnny Cash's son. His son? Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, the son, but the son between him and June Carter. So Oh wow. Right. Which in my opinion kind of makes it like because basically all his kids think that he just fucked his wife over like they're like yeah he was awful to his wife vivian so oh you know maybe okay i thought you were talking oh no no not june no he was like wonderful to june carter and like they loved each other Mm -hmm. and they died together and you know right but um like his their their kids think that he was just not very good to his first wife which is true um yeah so i think they portrayed everyone fairly realistically like no one really comes out other than him himself looking bad and it's about his life struggle right so which is like like my favorite part about the movie 
like one at least one of them because of like the performances like Joaquin and Reese are just phenomenal oh yeah for sure um but like the 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 writing is one of my favorite parts about this movie um because of like how uh realistic it is but while simultaneously being its like biggest flaw because Johnny Cash just comes off like a total asshole yeah, along with basically every character the entire movie. <laughs> so yeah. it's kind of hard to root for these characters in a way. And but at the same time, it's like you if you rewrite it, then it's not accurate. And then you have the whole problem like, oh, this is a great movie, but historically it's just absolutely horrible. Right. Okay. And so I completely agree with what like you're saying. They wrote him in a corner in a way. Right. But I think the other thing though is that johnny cash was an asshole so <laughs> you know right. it's realistic right. so i don't think you're supposed to root for him you know because the story isn't about like having a likable character and like you rooting for him as like a hero it's like this is his life you know yeah and as a story right. it's but got like... a lot of ups and downs of what happens to him and i think in terms of storytelling you don't necessarily always have to be rooting for the main character if that makes sense and i think this movie is one that chooses to go that route um i like it's, it's june like, a lot uh, in this movie <laughs> like what you say i said i like june a lot in this movie like she yeah. as a character i think is one of the only ones that like she's obviously struggling with a lot the whole movie you know and she like tries to put a stop to stuff a lot like she's trying to remain moral but she's also then one of the only ones who's got a lot of people telling her that she's not which I think right. is an interesting aspect of the story, you know? Yeah. It mm -hmm. makes you, like, makes me more understand why she did what she did. Like, obviously, I don't condone cheating, but... Um, yeah, for sure. Also, I, But I also don't necessarily think that cheating makes you an awful person, if that makes sense. Like, I, I don't sure. understand it. Like, I could never do it, but I don't yeah. think that that's true if that makes sense i think it's a mistake and you shouldn't do it you should just break up with the person but right like you're wasting everyone's time by doing right it. but i don't think <laughs> like you know i don't think that means that he's a bad person or that june's a bad mm -hmm. person i think um especially like i don't know it happens a lot <laughs> you know yeah. and a lot of good yeah. people do bad things i don't know right that's not something we're gonna get to anyway <laughs> yeah i don't know if we should have a spoiler Do no it's his life if you haven't yeah, if right, you haven't like, seen it you should have any interest in this movie anyway so yeah if you don't care about johnny cash get out of here <laughs> yeah yeah um okay so the performances so They're so good Joaquin, i haven't seen i think i've seen three of his movies so the, it's this now joker and her okay holy shit and... i didn't even know that was him He's yeah, in her. He's the guy in her. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, what the <laughs> hell? That's so weird. Yeah, right. We should do that one. That'd be a good one. For yeah, I've never time. actually. I think Ellie told me we should. I think it was it was either Ellie or Maggie. I don't remember who said it, mm -hmm. but one of them told me we should do her. That that would be right. a good one to do. I think it was Maggie. Now that I'm thinking Maybe. of it. But anyway, someone recommended that. that. So. But he, from what I understand and what I've heard from other people is he is like one of those actors that just absolutely disappear into every single role that he takes and he's very strategic in a way when it comes to picking his roles right that if he does not see himself in the character 
or see something he he's inspired by in the character he just won't do the movie yeah i've heard that too um and this is just like the most prime example of it yeah because like i know this movie came out like nearly 15 years apart from joker yeah but like his physical like attributes um he like he's a slim guy in this he's a slim guy in joker the only like big difference is the hair yeah but other than like that there's still like these like aren't the same people. i totally get what you're saying i but like yeah physically they like they don't look like are, the same guy but, like they're not and yeah then, like he's performing in a way where it's just like not not the same guy he looks and it's exactly impactful. like johnny cash he looks yeah, exactly too, like johnny cash <laughs> yeah like There'll be some, especially, like, I remember telling you this before, but if you look at the cover of Walk the Line, he mm-hmm. looks ex- exactly, like, fucking exactly like him. <laughs> it's, like, okay. scary. And and Johnny Cash has a, such a distinct speaking voice and singing voice that I feel would be very hard to mimic. And, and his mannerisms, like, it blows my mind. <laughs> it right. blows well, my like, mind. But he's doing all of the singing in this movie. Yep. It sounds exactly so like, like him. It's crazy. Like these are covers of the song. But yeah. like so they don't sound exactly, but like they're still damn good. <laughs> yeah, they sound they sound just like him. It's like it sounds like honestly, like if you've heard Johnny Cash's son sing, he sounds mm-hmm. just like his dad, but obviously it's not him. And that's right. what it makes like he he could be a son. Like he sounds just like him. Yeah. <laughs> you right. know? And he carries like mannerisms and he's obviously like a different person, but and um Reese Witherspoon too. There's a specific yeah. song in the beginning that she, like, the very first song she sings where um, she sounds just, like, June, June Carter had, like, a very distinct singing voice. Like, she, I think, I think Joaquin sounds more like, Fien- oh my gosh, I think Joaquin sounds more like Johnny Cash than yeah. Reese does June, but I think June's voice is harder to imitate, but I think Reese's voice is as fucking close as they could get, because she was that song i was like damn she sounds just like her that's crazy right you know yeah like uh i am not like the biggest listener of johnny cash just because mm-hmm. yeah you know, yeah i, have no I just know him from what my family playing it when i was a kid that's literally right it. but like from the little that i know yeah like well, when they play that song at the end they play um make your decision uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know what song. Yeah, we just got copyrighted. Yeah. <laughs> I sound exactly like the what can I say? Um <laughs> But yeah, it it's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. And it's impressive. Right, for sure. Very impressive. And, uh so yeah, both of them got Oscar nominations for this. Uh Reese won the Oscar for I it. I love her. I love her. <laughs> And I, Joaquin probably would have won if it was literally any other year. Because Why won? from what I understand, this year, that year was like absolutely stacked with Heath Ledger from Brokeback uh, Mountain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, there's some others, but I got, I'll, I'll look that up. But yeah, how did you feel about Jennifer Goodwin? Because I wasn't too crazy eh. about her. I mean, she's fine. I, Honestly, her as an actress, I don't, I like, anytime I see her in a movie, I, I don't love it, but 
she's fine. I don't know. I feel bad saying that because she's like a good actress yeah. and like better than I could do, but. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. So Philip Seymour Hoffman won for. Any something. Like a, He's just great. <laughs> yeah. Terrence Howard and David Strathairn, along with Heath Ledger and Joaquin Phoenix, both yeah, of our jokers. Nice. Oh my God! Yeah, head to head. Both method acting <laughs> jokers. <laughs> yeah. He's such a. I love him. I have never seen him in anything else, and I thought I was going to really struggle with seeing him as this character, only having really recognized him as the Joker. And sure. I agree with you. It's like, I can't even merge their faces. It's, like, hard. You yeah. know? Like, it's it's hard to see right. them as the same person. And especially, like, her, too. Just, like, like, even him having a mustache, completely different person. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I literally didn't even know that was him. That's crazy. Yeah. I think one thing when you're talking about, like, how he has to see himself in the character um, mm -hmm. is that, so, like, both him and Johnny Cash lost a brother, you know, when they were young. Yeah. And I think... That might have been it. Wow, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. And so I was just, I just thought maybe that was it, but... um. That's interesting. I, I know. Think about that. Yeah, and he talks about how he, because he's significantly younger than River Phoenix was. Mm -hmm. You know, like there was a significant wait, 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 age wait, wait, gap. Like, um, like there, like him and his brother's age difference. Or yeah. Like when yes. he died, would he younger? Both. He was. There's like an age gap, and um, he died in his. I want to say his mid to late twenties, probably. So he was still okay. a kid, and you there was an age gap. Um, and so he mm -hmm. talks about how he didn't really know his brother um and like right. obviously that's something that affects him but like he it wasn't like like they were really close um mm -hmm. yeah I, that whole fucking family dude oh my god like i had no well, idea what a that, mess that, that was that until i like to do it oh my god yeah dude, dude that's crazy where he's just like like that was his oscar scene right there <laughs> Like, him breaking down at the dinner table yeah. was literally heartbreaking. It felt a little out of place. Yeah. Because because they spent so little time with the family, like his father, his mom and dad. Yeah. So, because of that, it felt a little out of place. Um, just because, like, you know, he had barely touched on the family after his brother died at, like, the beginning of the movie. Yeah, I mean... So, there's like, hours where we don't see the dad, kind of. I think... This was your first time watching this, right? Yeah. So my second time watching this, I noticed them a lot more. Um, cause, the parents? Yeah, because other than that beginning scene, pretty much every other scene they're in, they're also in with Vivian. Um, sure. And at concerts and stuff. And, like, I feel like the first time I watched it, I was much more focused on, like, what her reaction to him and June was going to be, you know? Um, mm -hmm. And, like, her how she acted around him and stuff, like, what she was going to say. Um, but, like, the second time watching it, knowing how she was going to react, I, like, paid more attention to the parents. And mm -hmm. his dad's, like, a jackass, like, to him the entire movie. Just, like, he is in that scene. Like, he's always making little bitter comments, and John's always throwing him some weird look. And so right. I think maybe on a second watch that would change a little bit, but I'm, I don't know. I could be wrong. Um, yeah, for right. me, it did. For me, I was like, oh, shit, you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. But, yeah. Yeah, um... Man, I just—he's—he's he's just too good. That's the problem here. It's suspicious. <laughs> I don't know what else to talk he's about. Suspiciously right? I just, good. I just want to talk about Joaquin. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. 
Bruce Willis been so hot. Um, other thing. So we're talking about how like every most characters in this movie are kind of assholes, right? Yeah. Um, couple things. So I took this. I took a class last semester, as you know, about the history of rock and roll, and we talked mm-hmm. for a while about um not so much Johnny Cash, but um Jerry Lee Lewis, which is one of the other guys that he goes on tour with, and Elvis. Um, mm-hmm. so like, it, it's like June, Jerry Lee Lewis, um, Johnny Cash and Elvis. And then one other guy, I think that they go on tour together and that's kind of how they get their start because, um, Elvis, when he first started making music, the type of like rock and roll that he performed, um, wasn't super like mainstream and they didn't really know where to fit him in because he took so many, um, like influences, if that makes sense. Um, right. So, like, he had a lot of influences from, like, R&B and, like, uh, like black culture, but then also, like, country and, like, pop music. And so they didn't really know what to categorize him as. So they put him on this tour with all these country guys, and it didn't really fit. But <laughs> he's there. Um, and he's yeah. singing the entire time that Johnny Cash is having affairs with women. And it's really funny to me. Um, but mm-hmm. the not only these two, um, not only Reese and Joaquin doing a really good job. But the guy that did Jerry Lee Lewis not only sounded exactly like him when he sang, but spoke just like him. Like, okay. I whenever I heard him speak, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> so it's now, like... You gotta, you gotta walk me through which one he, he is. He plays the piano, and there's one scene where he's playing piano with one hand. Um, he is the one who's sitting, when they're sitting in their car driving... He's like kind of mm-hmm. hitting on June, and then Johnny Cash is like, "Sit down." <laughs> okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's the one that kind of looks like a knockoff Elton. Yeah, he's like blonde. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So okay. F- some f- I just want to share some fun facts about Jerry Lee Lewis. Um, so he married his 13 year old cousin. Um, and that's what ended his music career because people went what the fuck and stopped listening to him. Um. So the entire movie, I cannot stop thinking about it the whole time. Can you I was like, if like there was like uh, we focused like they put that in the background of the scene or something like that interaction yeah. between him and a thirteen year old. I was just like, oh my god, because in his cousin, like his first cousin. Yeah. Like. Like, like his cousin. Like, like two big things wrong with that. <laughs> and this isn't like and I know like, it's like older like, in the south, but from, it's bad already. But you had two. Yeah. <laughs> She's 13, she's her cousin, you should probably not do that. Um, yeah. Uh, but, but she's hot, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what is, what's that meme? It's like, um, officer, I didn't, she didn't say she was 12, she said she was 14. I thought it was okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, and like, I just think it's funny because at the scene where they're like, talking to him about like oh like your listeners are all christian you shouldn't go play at a at a prison i'm like y'all let jerry lee marry his cousin who's 13 (laughs) it ended his career (laughs) all the christians went um (laughs) no oh so you took that class so was that 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 uh jail scene like a big deal yeah yeah it's a big deal it's i mean especially because he um never went to jail i mean i don't know i it's it's a cool thing that he did it's that album was like a record-breaking album you know live recorded at a prison 
Um, okay. It's kind of like a ballsy thing to do. So. Yeah. Yeah, and after um, all uh, of his struggling and stuff, it's it made a lot of profit for him as it was literally all just old songs. But mm-hmm. so. Um, yeah, because I thought it was really interesting that the movie opens with the credits like rolling um, over, like setting up that scene. Yeah. And then it cuts back to him as a child. Yeah. So, uh, like, because both, I think both Bohemian Rhapsody and Rocket Man did the same thing. I haven't seen Rocket, Rocket Man. Was, I think Rocket Man was um, the. <sighs> what is it the the addiction circle like the the alcoholics what the the aa AA? alcoholics anonymous yeah yeah Yeah. so that that's where rocket man opens and bohemian rhapsody opens at live aid yeah so both pretty big events in these guys lives right so it made it like it made it out to be like this is a pretty big deal yeah and uh, I don't know. It felt a little underwhelming, but I love the scene. So yeah, I think it's I I liked specifically like um the whole water thing. Like I like that that shot where it's like oh, the water yeah, and thing. Yeah, I think yeah. that that's a cool shot to repeat. It's not like it just opens to the prison, you know. Um, right. when they come back to it, it's like that shot, and you're like, oh shit, here we are, you know. Um, yeah. Which I think is cool. Um. Yeah. So. I so like I call it underwhelming, but it's like more of okay. This is this is why I felt weird. Is because the, the movie didn't end there, and like I didn't want it to end yeah, there. Yeah, I agree, but, but it, like it set it up like that's gonna be the end of the movie, which is why I felt a little weird. Yeah, I th- I kind of thought the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not gonna lie, you know I. When I saw it, I was like, oh, this is, you know, I, I, I remember seeing that scene the second time and be like, oh, this is probably the work we're getting towards the end of the movie. And it is towards the end of the movie, like pretty close. Right. Um, and that's like a pivotal moment for Johnny Cash in his career, you know, and like his journey to, I don't want to say sobriety, but like sobriety, um, mm-hmm. kind of, and turning his life around, I guess it would be a better word. Um, right. And... I think, I don't know, part of me is like, yeah, it's weird that they did that, but the other part of me is like, I get it, because it's like, the journey doesn't end with with him, because it's not about him, it's about him and June's relationship. Right. You know, it's not a, it's not a story about Johnny Cash's life, it's a story about how him and June ended up together. Yeah. You know, in their love story, it's, it's, it's much more about the two of them, and especially based on the fucking title which is walk the line, which he's unable to do. So, um, you know, and the whole story is about him not being able to walk the line. So, yeah. Um, I, I agree. It's weird, but also I feel like any other scene would have been weird. I'm sure there was a reason behind it. Um, I don't really know how to justify it. So I can't fight you on that. I agree, I guess. (laughs) The other weird, the other weird one, part about that opening for me was that uh it's like them in the jailhouse you know and then it cuts to Joaquin looking at the table saw yeah um and remembering his brother who died because of one when he was a kid 
which is like jesus christ yeah first of all <laughs> all right uh, but second of all it just felt like a weird thing too yeah because like why is there a table saw yeah, in jail so? the other thing is like what if that's what happened you know i i don't know <laughs> like this that very well could be true i don't know okay and then know. like because they showed it like the table saw shot like a, a shot of it yeah and staring at it yeah it's kind of like when you see the table saw with his younger with his old older with older. his brother I don't know. older brother I, don't know. I would say probably yeah. i think he's his older brother so when you see him working with the table saw let alone it like malfunctioning it's pretty it like kind of removes the shock value of I what's gonna happen yeah but i don't know if it would have been good as a shock <laughs> i don't know i feel like because also i don't know how much of this is supposed to be without you knowing a story you know right especially because if it was you wouldn't know that they end up together but anyone yeah. who gives a shit about johnny cash would know that he married her right right so and, but like anybody who doesn't this movie came out like 50 years after the events of it took place yeah but it it came out two years after they died right so i and johnny cash is like a famous musician like famous musician like yeah. everyone knows who johnny cash is even if you don't listen to him or mm -hmm. has heard of him and so yeah. i feel like i guess it depends who you would consider this movie geared for sure that's especially because it took point. place in 2005 so anyone who would have seen this movie was alive at the same time as him right that's that's a pretty good point you know so i don't and they were they literally were still making music up until their deaths like we're still touring right. making music videos and shit up until their deaths mm -hmm. so yeah um it's just another case of us not really knowing what the fuck's going on because we were five years old <laughs> <laughs> this is we should only review movies that came out um like 2010 and higher and older <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, also, like, with trailers and shit, I feel like I don't know how much we can critique on on spoiler aspects of it, I guess, is what I mean. Yeah, you know? for sure. Because mm -hmm. I feel like, and I don't know, because I feel like we know most famous musicians, if they had a sibling die and that that fucking contributed to shit, you know? Right. I feel like we know. But... I don't know. I have no way of knowing if I know. <laughs> but, like, for example, we know about Joaquin Phoenix's older brother. Mm-hmm. You do. know? So, yeah. Enough said. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, so, here. Right, I, guess, I think my last point about the movie before we give her scores is just another compliment towards it. Um, because these movies have... Uh, okay, the, I think the three that I've been mentioning, Bohemian, Rocketman, and this, mm -hmm. are really the only three 
musical biopics I've seen. Yeah, but there are I definitely more. You've seen The Dirt, right? Yeah, I did watch The Dirt. Okay. There's one. That, okay, that also falls under the category of a love of them. Like, even worse than the other two, actually. <laughs> um, so, The Dirt, Bohemian Rhapsody, um, and Rocket Man. Uh, those of you who don't know, The Dirt is a Netflix original about Motley Crue yep. that came out last year. Um, Damn, it's been a year. <laughs> those, those three movies all have this problem uh, that they try to shove every single detail of the person's life, or in some cases, the band's life, yeah. into a two-hour runtime. <laughs> and it just does not work. Because the tones shift all over the place. Some things are played completely wrong because it's more cinematic that way, or it makes the story beats more happy, you know, or emotional. Like the biggest one I can think of is in Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, Freddie Mercury has this, been diagnosed with AIDS, and yeah. uh, it's like this. Live Aid is made out to be like his last concert ever. And it's not at all. AIDS. But he didn't even get diagnosed like two years after that yep. concert happened. And another thing about Bohemian Rhapsody where they do the exact same fucking thing is mm-hmm. the whole band breaking up thing. Yeah. Because like they did solo records, but they still were putting out Queen records throughout the whole time. So they right. didn't reunite for Live that, Aid. At the, at the time that Freddie signed for a solo career the other band members already had done that and they're getting all pissed off at him about it yeah like i don't know that's not how that happened according to brian um, May. <laughs> it is so in this one i want to give a huge compliment towards it because that it did not show everything yeah it showed a lot and it showed everything that was important to the story that i was trying to tell the love story of uh johnny cash and june falling in love together yeah and i'm sure that there are a lot of elements about johnny cash's life that they just did not include because they didn't need to right i think it's not the story that they wanted to tell right i agree like they could have included his entire biography but they didn't you know they focused they they narrowed it down to one story and did a good job with it which was successful So, like, when this movie ends, there's, like, 35 years of his life left. Yeah. And they didn't touch on it at all. And it's so much better because of it. I would agree. I think that this is a successful... I want to see the Hank Williams one. I want to know which way it falls on the spectrum, you know. The which one? Hank Williams. He's another country singer. It's Tom Hiddleston. Okay. Oh, really? Mm Mm-hmm. <laughs> he sings the song like the Walmart boy sings. Huh. It's really good. <laughs> I just saw the clip yeah. of it. It's really good. He does a good job. <laughs> um yeah, so like I I really admire it for doing that and I think it is all the better for it. Um Yeah, I that that's all I got to say about yeah, that. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think uh, that's certainly, totally... Okay, yeah, there's there's one more point about this. Okay. So, because this movie does take place over a good amount of time, sometimes the movies do this. Uh, no, like, one that we've talked about, Moonlight. Yeah. Um, it's, it's hard to... 
it's yeah so it's hard to for me when you're focused like specific like moonlight's a pretty good example of this is because like it has three chunks of this person's life and i personally resonated the most with the teenage aspect of it because i'm a teenager right (laughs) not a a seven year old or a 40 year old oh my gosh (laughs) so because of that i resonated with that more so when that chunk ended i didn't really care as much about what happened with to this character when i was 40 right or when you were 40 no jesus christ um <laughs> when you were 40 yeah bryce is actually 55 <laughs> surprise <laughs> um <laughs> so because of that i think that this movie found like a really good narrative all the way through that it felt like the same character and a natural growth um, I agree. for him I agree. throughout the film where it didn't feel like the scenes that took place in the 40s felt like a totally different person I agree. or like a different thing to root for by the 50s. Yeah, it flowed. I didn't struggle with it. Right. Yeah. So I, I admire that. I, I do too. <laughs> I was actually thinking about that. Like before you said that, I was like, they're, they're pacing well with their time is good like not necessarily the movie's time but like the time period i guess of that this takes place through the period of time this takes place through is paced throughout well and is consistent and that i'm not bothered by it at all which i feel like i should be but i wasn't so right i'm impressed and maybe that like comes into the like a negative where it's like Johnny Cash wasn't exactly like this at in the year 1955 or something like that. But like, yeah, but they don't it's label it. Where it just doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, <laughs> they, it's vague enough Cash. that it shouldn't it shouldn't work like right. that. Too bad. It's not like they like degraded him as a person or a character because right. to make the movie better. Right. So, um, yeah, and they um, they didn't glorify him. Good. I'm glad they didn't like like they don't make him out to look like super redeeming at the end you know right like i feel like yeah, with freddie mercury like yeah he was kind of awful and a dick a lot but then they were like oh but he he beat drugs and then got aids so and you're like bad. shit yeah <laughs> but with this i'm like oh he was an alcoholic and did prescription drugs but he still got the woman he loved and like i'm happy for him but not doesn't <laughs> redeem all the shit he did you know yeah like cheating on his wife and neglecting his children and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one more thing. Sorry. One more thing. Okay. It's really quick. I promise. Um, you know when he's living in an apartment. At the end, you know when he starts living in an apartment before he walks to June's house. Yes. And his phone thing goes off. The guy that he's yep. w- living with. Mm-hmm. Waylon Jennings. Yeah. That's his son Shooter Jennings playing him and singing. And so it also sounds exactly fucking like him. And wow. looks exactly fucking like him. Isn't that crazy? I love it. Yeah. That's all. I just crazy how kids look like their parents. Yeah. <laughs> Casting is crazy. Wild. <laughs> uh yeah, so final scores for this one? Yeah. What do you how you land on it? Because I feel like after this conversation I'm bumping it up a little bit. Me too. I I'm gonna say an eight and a half. Okay. Not a ten. Uh yeah, I 
after I finished, I gave her uh, like a six. Oh wow. Yeah. Uh, and that's just because it's like the it's hard to root for some of these characters. Just yeah. Because they're all assholes, but like that's the way the story goes. Yeah. So it's like. So where like, how do you judge that? Yeah, I get that. Right. Um. And like the other thing is, I, we didn't talk about this, but um, is it? Can you fault a biopic for being predictable? No, I don't. You know, I don't think so. I don't think so you can. That, that was another thing, because, like, the scene where he goes on stage and he's, like, oh yeah, overdosing, I'm like, oh, so that, like, as soon as the scene started, I'm like, oh, I know exactly what's going to happen. Right. I think also right. part of that scene, though, like, I think you're kind of supposed to know, like, I, the entire time I was watching it, I was like, I don't want to watch him do this, you know? Yeah. Um, And it gave me, like, a level of anxiety and, like, care for the character a little bit more right. than I had before. Same thing when he proposes to her. I knew that was coming. But also, if you know anything about him, you know that he struggled with addiction. And you know that he married her and, you know, you're just right. kind of waiting for it. So I don't really think you can fault it for being predictable. Because there's so many other things than the plot that can go into that as well, you know? Right. Like, th- life's predictable. We make I actions we'll based off of... Yeah. So you can't, yeah, you can't really fault it. I get what you're saying, but... I'll, I'll go up to seven. I'll go up to seven on it. Okay. A full point. That's quite a bit. Yeah. Because, like, it, the predictability was just kind of, like, irritating, but it was, like... How do you not? You can't. <laughs> and you but can't. like and I like and then the other thing is like, I'm praising it for being like more straightforward and accurate. Right. While taking points off because it because it's accurate, so it's like that kind of yeah. contradicts. It, I agree. So. It's like like I like this one more than Bohemian Rhapsody, mostly right. because I, and I can't relate to it, but it feels more like genuine. Yeah. Like, it feels genuine. When I watch Bohemian Rhapsody, I can, like, kind of feel where it feels a little weird or scripted mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where I'm like, oh, I don't know if they would actually react in that way. Like, that seems like it's just for the plot kind of a thing. But, like, I believe every genuine reaction in this, you know? None of it's, mm-hmm. like, Hallmark where it's, like, overly angry about something or, like, overly positive about something because it helps the plot, you know? Like, mm-hmm. they don't get in a fight over a small misunderstanding and leave, you know? It's, like... Yeah, right. It's like how normal people would react in the situation, yeah. and that makes it predictable. Right. Um. One yeah, thing. I'll, I'll go up to seven on it. I'm pretty okay. solid on it. I that. think seven is good. That's fairly. It's a little bit lower than what most places have rated it, but very between yeah. our scores, our scores even out at like an eight. Um. After credits gives it an eight. <laughs> yeah. After credits gives it an eight. Um. Like a seven point seven five. Yeah. Um. I think one thing that's interesting is that usually when I look up the synopsis on Google, the things that come up rating it are like IMBD, Rotten Tomatoes, and like Google. and like Google Play or something. And this time it was IMBD, Rotten Tomatoes, and Letterboxd. Oh really? Yeah, three point eight out of five oh, on Letterboxd. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's neat. I know. I looked at. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> that's the thing. So. <laughs> I'm going to rate you higher than that, but that would be, like, what, a seven, a little bit more than a seven? Seven point five. 
Oh, wait. Seven I don't know gives you a letter box when I do it. My, I get a Metacritic. That's not even cool. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like All you right, suck well. and I don't. Man. <laughs> oh, I also get Google users. I get IMBD, Rotten Tomatoes, Letterbox, and 90% of Google users. Yeah, I got... Where did Google... I just had Google... Oh, here's Google users. I got IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, and Metacritic. Huh. So. That's weird. I wonder why yeah. it does that. I don't know. <laughs> right. Uh, well, that's not important, but... <laughs> yeah, I just thought I'd share because I thought it was cool. And we've uh, talked about it on here before. Be... Um, yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do... We've been recording for like an hour. Do we hour want and eight Star minutes. Huh? Do we want to get into Star Wars news? Or are we even I don't know anything it? about it, so you either it's going to be on the podcast or you're going to tell me off of it. So it's up okay. to you. I'll, I'll tell you now, and okay. if you think that you have way too many thoughts on it, then we can talk about it after. Okay. We'll announce okay, it. So, so basically, uh, Daisy Ridley was okay. in an interview okay. recently with Josh Gad. Okay. Um, I, I think it was... It might have been for the, the sequel for Murder on the Orient Express. Death I thought that was Mile, a different cast, though. Okay, I don't, I don't remember. I don't know why, okay. why they were together. Okay. But, um, so they were in an interview together recently, and he asked her, um, like all like these Star Wars questions, like, "Oh, when did you know you were going to be a Palpatine?" And then she, she like flat out says that like oh so in force awakens i was told that i was supposed to be obi-wan kenobi's like daughter or something like that and then in last jedi she's supposed to be no one like the movie makes her out to be and then and then right skywalker she comes out and says that she was like didn't find out until maybe like a week into shooting i think that she's a palpatine that's so, so funny they had no plan for this trilogy i fucking before. love that that's hilarious dude yeah yeah that trilogy was a shit show oh my god i love it but it was a shit show in terms of directors and plot and oh my god dude every time i think of rise to skywalker i hate it more and more <laughs> <laughs> and like this is not helping needless to say i love that no i don't have a lot of and thoughts then, on that other than that's hilarious yeah <laughs> it's so good and then one more thing okay. is that I don't know how recently this one was, but um, John Boyega okay. uh, came out saying that he felt kind of betrayed or used because of his skin color. He was. <laughs> what can we say? <laughs> Are you, okay, so, be, so because they made him out to be like this really, that first tra- Force Awakens trailer came out. And he was, like, made out to be, like, the face of Star Wars. And he kind of was at the beginning he of the was, movie. But yeah. then after they got all the fans because they used him for, like, a diversity card. And now he didn't have, like, anything to do in Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I mean... And they only had him in there for the diversity credits. Yeah, in in um the... What was this, what's the second one called? Last Jedi? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I, mm-hmm. my mind just went weird for a right. Um, in the sorry, there's so many. I I I, I can keep track of them, but I struggle. Um, 
So in The Last Jedi, I feel like he had a little bit more of a role, but I feel like they also used Rose <laughs> as another diversity credit and then just shoved him with her the whole time and then didn't address either right. of them, the third one. Yeah. I have a Star All Wars right. news fact as well, if you're wondering. I would love to hear it. Um, so you know the Lego Star Wars video game? Uh, which one? Just any, any of them. Or any of them. Okay. So you know how they made the first three, and then they did the prequels, and the, and them into like a complete saga game. Um, no, but okay. Okay. Well, all right. They're making one, and they have Lego games for the Force Awakens in them as well. I don't know if it has for the last two, but I have the Force Awakens one, so I know they have that one. Um, but they're making a complete saga set of the of the nine as well, mm-hmm. except okay. that. Um, it's completely new levels. So, in the other version they did of the Complete Saga, where they had the three original Star Wars Lego games and then the prequel Star Wars Legos games, it was the same mm-hmm. levels of the original release of the first three. Just it's a combined. Copy. Right. This one, okay. they're redoing the whole fucking thing. <laughs> the whole thing. They're redoing reason? the whole thing, and they're making all new levels, and it's. Um, there's like over 800 characters you can unlock or some shit. Like basically, if there's a Star Wars character, you can play as them. Wow. Yeah. And I just heard that the other day, and I don't know how, if that's how close to that happening we are, or if that's gonna change or what. But that's what I read. That's we probably should have done some research. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I just thought I heard about it, and I don't, you know, I don't know. But I just thought I'd share. Skywalker Saga. Here it is. Um. 2021. Okay, so fairly close. <laughs> yeah. Like within. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Uh, yeah, so it's available for Nintendo Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox yes, One. <laughs> PS5. I have a PS3 yeah. and a PS4. I don't need a PS5. And a Switch. There you go. And just a, an Xbox, like the like an old, old, old Xbox with the. Wow. The only thing I can play oh, on it cool. is the first the um, first Battlefront game, <laughs> where you can either <laughs> play as a droid or a clone. So. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, it's in comparison to Battlefront. <laughs> yeah, that was, it's. That sounds really interesting. I wonder why they they decided to do that. I don't know. I. I like the original ones are so fun. I feel like it's. I, I'm nervous. I don't know. Dude, this has to be a pretty pricey game, though. Well, most Switch games themselves are like sixty bucks, like yeah, which is wild because also on like I have the same game for my PS4 and my Switch, and there was a twenty dollar price difference. And I can wow. only assume it's because the Switch games are literally new. Well, they're new. I mean, so are the PS4 games though, but in comparison to size, this is the size of a Switch game. <laughs> <laughs> it's smaller than a DS game. It's like wow. that. It's so tiny. So I can only assume that maybe it's something with like the, the fact that it's so compact, you know, and it's like different technology. I don't really know. I have no idea. I couldn't tell. I couldn't even begin. I don't. Yeah, I don't know that much about video games. I just like to play games. But yeah, yeah. My dad and I bought. Yeah. So when you're asking about stuff I watched this week, I forgot to mention that um, my dad and I bought Lego Incredibles. Yeah, I've never played we bought Lego Incredibles and then the Lego Marvel like three pack of games 
and we haven't played that one mm-hmm. yet, but um, I don't know. I've only I've played Lego Star Wars, Lego The Hobbit, the Lego Movie Lego game, and um, is that like a weird like Inception kind of it, feeling? Yeah, very much. Because <laughs> it's like so many of the other things, and I've played Harry Potter, but like so many of the other ones are like based on stuff. Mm-hmm. But like with the Lego Movie, they can pretty much do whatever the fuck they want, and it's canon. Yeah, you know. So they can add shit that wasn't in the show, and it's like real. Right. It's, it's like really an extended weird. cut. Yeah, it's really weird. Um, it's fun though, but it's kind of hard to be honest with you. But. Oh really? Yeah, but like, huh. with the, sorry, I'm going on a tangent now. I'm really sorry, but I'm gonna do it no, anyway. Okay. The um, like with the Harry Potter game, it's like the first four years, and then the second four years, and they're split into two games you know yeah um right or if you get the set it's like one game but you know it's different um and it was made so like most of the characters and it's similar in the star wars one too where most of the as lego has developed the look of lego guys and like the bricks and shit has changed you know and what you can do with them has changed and the look like the shapes of bricks all that kind of stuff there's been like expansion whatever um and so in like the first harry potter games and in the first like star wars games so like early lego video games they're they look like the original sets did you Mm -hmm. know and they look like the old sets did um and in the newer games they look like the newer sets did right so like in the final harry potter year it looks just like the year seven sets that they released versus the year one sets they released um, which look super di- yeah and it looks super different but that's because they were released in in at the same time the sets were so my question is with the new star wars ones coming up they're redoing the whole thing and they've done so many re-releases of sets now are yeah. they how are they going to model it i would assume because if they want it to be like a game that people who play the original ones want to buy and it's like a new game and they can like do new levels and stuff and they're still following the series of the movies, though, so it would have to be fairly similar, I would imagine. Um, yeah, I mean, like, how different can it actually be? Though? I right, because you you still have to fight Darth Maul and fight, you know, fight Darth well, I Vader mean, like, the and. Too. Yeah, I, I can't. Yeah, and so my thing is, I'm I'm wondering, and I know that they've done lots of re-releases of sets, and like some sets, even multiple different re-releases of them, where they look, mm-hmm. they're made, they're updated, different stuff you know um i'm i'm just curious how they're gonna do it because i on one hand i'm like that could be really cool if they do like the new looking obi-wan kenobi versus like when it was just like lego hair on a lego head and that was him you know it wasn't right. like they didn't have like the specific beard pieces and hair pieces that looked like the characters you know they, they right. weren't doing and, like, that the stick you could put in his hand yeah, it was just, uh, it it was very different, you know, in terms of how they were doing Legos. And so I'm just, I'm very curious as to, part of me thinks that could be really cool. And part of me is like, well, what if it's like not as fun? Yeah, I feel like it wouldn't have too much of an effect on it. I, th- I still think you'll have a good time with it. Oh, for sure. It's a game. It's not going to suck. It's going to be awesome. But <laughs> um, right. I'm like wondering I... if they'll like... Are these things, like, beat for beat by the story? Um, yeah, actually, usually they have more than the story. Usually they add a little bit of extra shit in there. So do you think that they'll fix, like, some of, like, the mistakes that they made in the movies? Usually no. 
I don't know, like, even in terms of plot? Like, plot, plot holes, like, a consistent narrative. It also depends because it's owned by Disney now. And that's the other thing, is that before, the old game was just Lucasfilms. Right. And now it's Lucasfilms and Disney. And I guess just Disney, they own it, but... So do the rights of the original game go to Lucasfilms, and that's why they can't use it paired with Force Awakens? You know, that's kind of my question, is, like, why... Because it seems like that's kind of a lot of extra effort and in, in struggle for them to do that. Right. You know, and that their time could be better spent in other ways. But I bet, if I had to guess, my guess is that it has something to do with licensing. However, the Marvel 3-pack that I bought... So, sorry, this I just want to show you because it's, like, specific. So the Marvel 3-pack right. I got has, like, Avengers characters, including, like, Black Panther, Captain Marvel, and then, like, original ones. But it also has, um, like, X-Men characters from the X-Men movies. Right. Which are also now both owned by Disney, but at the time of this release were Sony and Disney. Right. So, I guess I'm confused on how licensing pairs up with this, because the, yeah. like, they <laughs> own the characters and the plots from the movies... These games are based on the movies, not the comic books. You know. So right. how does how Dude, who that, gets the money? <laughs> movie got so lucky too. Um, because they were they came it came out like the year before like the Disney bought like Lucasfilm or whatever. Yeah. So because of that they were able to get like a Star Wars Lego set in there as like a quick little joke. Yeah. But if that came out, like, now, they can't make those jokes anymore, and it's kind of sad. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't know, I just feel like there's a lot of stuff going into it, and I'm really interested to see where it goes. Mm -hmm. Because of all of those reasons I just explained, so. Yeah. Yeah. I love right. Star Wars, I'm glad you shared the news with me, very cool, I think that's hilarious. Um, yeah. I would expect nothing less from that franchise. <laughs> so. Uh, Alrighty. Uh, hey, Carla. Yes, Bryce. <laughs> Where can they find you? You can find me um, sitting in my room playing Nintendo Switch um, or at Carly.Bauer over on Instagram. Bryce, where can I find you? Oh, Carly, you can find me listening to Johnny Cash albums. <laughs> obviously, or learning uh, more about the Kardashian family <laughs> over on Instagram at Briscoehow, whichever you prefer. Okay, all of the above. <laughs> so. And with all of that said... There's no end scene. Go home. <laughs>